Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Grin. And I'm Rainy. Happy Tuesday. Happy Pod Day. Welcome back. Listeners new and old, welcome to your second last episode of season five. last episode of season five. I mean, also welcome to June. Yes. Um, It's June. Which means... Go vote! Go vote. Go vote. Today is Tuesday... Provincial elections for Ontario are Thursday. Plan ahead. Make sure you know where you're going. Make sure you have your ID. Make sure you got some time off work. And if you don't, ask for it. Yes. Votethemout.ca. Go vote. That's going to be your last reminder because if we say it next week, it's not going to matter. Yeah. (laughs) It means we're already living in the Hunger Games. So... (laughs) That's that. That is that. Second last episode. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for our final coming up next week. And uh, yeah, it's summertime, baby. Hope you have a good summer. Hope you're enjoying the weather. Hope you're enjoying the weather. Get ready. It feels like we were already on our bikes last year, like more consistently. This time. Yeah. Probably. Do you think so? Doesn't feel like it's as hot as it was last summer at this point. I'm not sure. We also had that crazy storm. Like, there's already been a tornado (laughs) in southern Ontario. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I don't know about what's happening with the weather. (laughs) Right. That's really awful. Like, we're recording this on Wednesday the 25th, and there's still people without power. That's so crazy. Like, it's fucking wild. So. Yeah. Global warming. Yeah. So, I don't know if wanting 30-degree weather already is... uh, I mean, I want it. I want it all the time. Yeah, I just felt like this time last year we were already, like, it was already, like, hot. And I was in shorts and my bikes. And, like, I feel like maybe we went to the island. But, like, Mm. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Also, take some time off this summer. Remind yourself. Yeah. To take some real time off this summer. I was just talking to someone where they're like, I haven't taken more than a week off since 2018. And they're like, maybe that's why I feel burnt out. And I was like, no, that's why you are burnt out. Yeah, gross. (laughs) So take some time off for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But let's get into this last interview. Yeah. We have the lovely, you may know her on Instagram as Tata Gabor. You may have seen her come up on your Explore feed as she spins around that pole. (laughs) Tata Gabor. Tani. Yeah. A pole instructor, a costumer um, in TV and film, sits down with us for our last episode and a super lovely and second super last nice episode. second last episode. Thank you. It's... We have an episode next week, so listen to it. <laughs> I keep those ratings up until we disappear for a little bit. She's so nice. She's so lovely. I took one of her classes and almost died. The sweatiest I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Look at her. <laughs> she's so nice. Yes, she's very nice. Yeah. All right, let's get going. Here we go. Okay, so I really want to know the how the stage name came about and what is it? What does Tata Gabor mean? So um, this is uh, when I was getting back into dance after not dancing for a bit. Like I was doing a lot to get into my occupation now, which is fashion, clothing, costumes, mm-hmm. and um, 
at that time I was dating somebody who lived out in like Caledon and um, I just felt like so estranged from dance because I don't had it throughout like my whole like childhood and um, I was like okay well like kind of want to get back into it and he and I was like well maybe I'll like go in through like burlesque or something or just like was trying to like think of different avenues and I brought up the idea to my partner at the time and um that's another story but like he (laughs) he wasn't liking me just like even going into that field because he was a a teacher Mm -hmm. so he thought it was like going to be a conflict of interest or whatever um I really love how really he made it about him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was uh going to say like the relationship didn't last very much longer after that. Um but I had come up with this name and I wanted to be and I took it from like Zsa Zsa Gabor yeah. and just made it my first two initials. So right. Yeah, and he, he didn't like it actually. Like he, I was like, "Hey, what do you think about this name?" And he maybe it's because he just didn't want me to do it. Right. But yeah, it was kind of a little bit of a yeah jab. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a jab in the end, but yeah. Why did you pick, take it from Jaja Gabor? Just because you like the way? It yeah, sounded? I just like the way it sounded, and you know, she's glamorous sort of yeah. lady from the past. So right. Yeah. Do you find now that? Um, Tata Gabor is like a separate identity from Tani? Um, y- yes and no. Because, I mean, I I feel like in my in a, my Tawny life, um, I wear a lot of like different hats and I'm kind of a chameleon in terms of what I do. Mm-hmm. And so Tata Gabor isn't like, I don't feel like it's like really separate. Mm. Yeah, like I don't think that there's too much of a difference because in my normal life I've I do a lot do a lot of things and and that's just another personality, but it's not really like I'm not a different person right. necessarily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't because I didn't take on the whole burlesque thing. I didn't think I had the like that personality mm-hmm. that to engage with the crowd in that way. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. I was just at a burlesque yeah. show last night. And it oh was, like, yeah. So wonderful to watch. It's so personality driven. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You really have to be like so on it, and like it's a very different type of confidence. I find watching it too. Um, but you did move into kind of more like aerial circus work originally, right? Yeah. 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 I did. Um, I. Ended up finding Silk's, um, a cl- Silk's class at City Dance Corps. Right. Because uh, I used to take dance classes there. And I was like, oh, okay, let's give this a shot. And my first class was impossible. I was like, what <laughs> is she getting us to do? Mm-hmm. She wants us to lift ourselves up into the air. Like, just simply pulling yourselves on the silks. And they're really, boy, like, yeah. stretchy. Right. So it's not like, I mean, I do pull, but, like, it's not, like, pull at all. It's you have this added factor of, like, how stretchy the fabric is mm-hmm. and working against that. And so I thought it was impossible. But... I mean, I stuck with it and stuck with it for about three years mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Just the silks work? Um, silks. And then I kind of, because I had, uh, I wanted to take more classes with her, but she was performing a lot. Mm-hmm. So she didn't run a second class. Like 
right afterwards, so I tried to look for another place. And there was a place that was really close to where I was living, so it made it a lot easier too. Um, it's called Circability, and uh, through that, I they offered like a performance team program. Oh, cool. And so within that, they um, you could do different apparatuses. It didn't have to be just like what you specialized in, because right. sometimes you do duos or you do like another apparatus on your own, mm-hmm. just depending on the storyline that you would create. Right. Yeah. So what were the other 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 forms that you would um, do? Trapeze. I'd wow. done Lyra. Um, is Lyra the hoop? Lyra's the hoop. Yeah. 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 Um, what else did I do then? Just like different balancing, like a lot of partner balancing stuff. Right. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. interested to know what drew you to burlesque in the first place and then what you didn't find or what you, what happened when you decided not to be able to, not wanting to perform it. Like what was um, the initial grab about burlesque? I, you know what? I thought about this. Um, a bit and it's kind of come into my life recently where I have this um, I have this idea of what I want to do like what I want to be um, project Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like I feel like I'm slowly kind of working my way there so that was like the ultimate goal to be really engaging Mm -hmm. with like an audience because I I'm I'm naturally kind of a shy person like Mm -hmm. I I do well with like one-on-one and maybe like this sort of like atmosphere <laughs> even, you know, it's just a little bit more casual, but yeah, even being in front of a class is like, uh, kind of scary for me, right? you know, or used to be, it's a lot better now. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it was the fact that they were like so engaging. Right. Yeah. The confidence that yeah. you would like wanted was yeah. that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because was- it's one thing to like. I don't know. It's one thing to dance for somebody, and then it's another thing to, like, interact with, like, a stranger in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Was there, like, a a component of it, like, something about this, like, the sexiness, the sensualness, the, like, the sexuality aspect of it that's, like, very prominent in burlesque? Oh, yeah, yeah. I Like, that I was attracted to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like, I, I um, I love watching people be confident to be sexy in front Mm -hmm. of like people you know and just in general like even even like normal situations where you're like you know you want to dress up a certain way and like exude sexuality I love that Mm -hmm. yeah cool yeah um you teach at you uh ultraviolet right now right yeah yeah that's how I found you yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) Rainy and I took a class for my birthday oh like a private and then I've been taking classes ever since Oh, nice. Yeah. Who have you been training with? Uh, Elena. Nice. And I took a class. I took the late night class with um, Tara. Oh, yeah. The erotic flow. Yeah. It was her and another woman. And she, and they just like hyped me up about buying a pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. They're like, you need shoes. Like, stop dancing in bare feet. Yeah, because it makes you move differently. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can imagine. It's like, it's like going back to the whole sexuality like mm-hmm. exuding sexuality your sometimes like your costume which like a lot of burlesque dancers mm-hmm. have tons of and like are like you know obviously because maybe sometimes they're peeling them off but like yeah yeah the shoes make you move differently <laughs> for totally. sure i even feel that when like i go to class and i'm wearing like not just like gym shorts i'm wearing like pull clothes or yeah. i do my hair or i do my makeup before i go to class yeah. so that i feel confident in class yeah it like has such a different feel yeah totally yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Also because there's mirrors around everywhere. Yeah. Know? So yes. like, you're like seeing yourself. <laughs> so it's nice to see yourself in a light that you like 
work done before you got there suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) How did you find the poll? Because you said you were working with the Lyra and the trapeze and partner work. Um, So when I was doing that, um, it was during that time I was changing careers. So I went back to school and I couldn't afford to train anymore because Mm -hmm. it was like, it was a lot of money. Um, and you would have to pay for like the whole year for this sort of performance team sort of package. And so, um, I took a step back and when I was able to afford stuff again, I was like, well, let me do something that I can have access to. Mm -hmm. And so like at home even, um, because you always, with other stuff, you have to rig it, right? So you you don't have a space for it, then you can't train. And if you're really busy, then you're paying for studio space. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So um, I I was like, oh, okay, maybe I could do pole because I can get a pole if I eventually like, if I like it. And um, yeah, I was walking by, um, I started at, actually, I I took a a 10-week course way back with a a studio that brought pole to the city, basically, um, Flirty Girl Flirty Girl Fitness. Okay. They were on Wellington, like in like 2005. My friends just wanted to do it, but I didn't even. I don't really count that as a thing because it was just more like us girls getting together, yeah. <laughs> um, doing something. And so this time around, I start. Uh, I started this second journey, I guess, um, at Brass Vixens, mm. which was on Queen. So they had like an intro offer, and I was like, oh, okay, that's like affordable. I could do that, and just started doing classes there. And yeah, yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah very into it yeah it's like when you were talking about like the like the silks like you have to work against so much I also find it very interesting how you assume or maybe people assume from the outside that you're just constantly like lifting yourself up on the pole but there's like so many ways that you use like gravity and push and pull on it to like get yourself in different positions oh yeah you know what I mean yeah it's not only bicep no it's like everything and you can use your legs too people don't realize I mean yeah, like it's kind of like rock climbing in that sense, where mm-hmm. like people are always using their arms to just pull them pull themselves up. But totally, yeah, if you, using your legs like changes the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, you were just talking about how you are more so lean towards being a shyer person. Mm-hmm. How did that change when you started teaching? Um. It, I guess I kind of like would trick myself, like not trick myself, but like just, it was more sharing knowledge. So Mm -hmm. I would kind of think about it that way. And so, um, because like teaching, if I'm like, if I'm, if I don't know about something then I get really nervous, but if I get, if I'm like well prepared, then I'm a lot better. Right. So it just (laughs) helped me, I guess, be more organized. And then I would think about it as like just sharing um, right. knowledge and sharing what I love to do with people. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely helped, uh, speak in front of people and just feel, um, comfortable, uh, yeah, being in front of a crowd mm-hmm. and also just being, um, off the cuff too, just like, um, you know, having to figure stuff out, like, like, you know, um, give people modifications or yeah. like just figure stuff on the fly mm-hmm. or like, you know, yeah, just stuff like that. 
Totally. And yeah. what, like, works in your body, if you, like, say it to someone, how they interpret it can be totally different. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and yeah. Those kind of skills. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. learning learning language that is... Um, inclusive. Inclusive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, specifically with poll and how there's um, profession attached to it, like teaching, sex work, strippers, yeah. all that kind of stuff. What kind of, like, have you come up against, um, like, stigma around taking that as a, a hobby and part of your profession? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because people don't know and people people are used to, like, it's um, it's been viewed as a certain way because it's, uh, like, that, like, I mean, sex work and, yeah. um, like, stripping mm-hmm. or dancing, exotic dancing. Um, that's like more mainstream and it's very accessible and like that's what people see. Um, it does have roots in circus, but people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, like Chinese pole. Mm. Um, but like people, not not everyone knows that. So I mean, yeah, I, I come across a lot of stigmas, but I mean, I'm very open uh, about it, like to my family, and I post stuff everywhere, and I'm like, I don't really, um, I don't edit what I do. Right. Necessarily. And I, and I mean, I'm very like, I also love, cause I come from a dance, dance background. I love like experimenting with like different styles. And I like, I try to like share that with people because then they can see like other, see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's like sporty or it's like contemporary and, you know, like a little bit more like experimental and like, yeah, just so that people get a more well-rounded view of it. Totally. Yeah. 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 Very there important. There's this like weird stigma that happens when you're like moving your pelvis that people like automatically correlate with sex yeah. <laughs> or something. And it's even when I'm like teaching children, like yeah. trying to teach them that like it's not like you can body roll and it not be like a sexy body roll. Like yeah. trying to break it down like anatomically mm-hmm. for them or just like rhythm wise, like feeling rhythm in your body differently. There's other ways to like feel your pelvis with moving without associating, you know, sex and sex work with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, like just, um, break dancers, I mean, that's a lot more, um, staccato, but it's like, it's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like being able to like isolate, like all those, like, like different parts. Right. Totally. And just for some reason, as soon as it gets below the belly button, people are like, and then, 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 no, mother may I. Yeah, you can break it down and, and just talk about it, like like you said, talk about like the historical, like it originating in yeah. Chinese pole, and yeah, I think that there's there's other ways when you're teaching it. Um, but also, like people shouldn't be. I mean, I don't know. I have like we we learn about sex ed in like in school, and I mean, just talking about it in a dance, like in a dance class, like you're, I don't know, like being comfortable with your body should be uh, talked about, mm-hmm. I okay. think, you know, like from an early age and maybe not like, you know, you have your, your way of talking to like younger, younger children, but like you could still have a, I guess, um, 
teach them to be more aware of like their body and how it can move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not to be afraid of it. Yeah, and not yeah. to be afraid of sexuality. Either, yeah, right. Yeah. I think like specifically as women too even adult women you're like told not to be sexy all the time mm-hmm. right yeah. or like but then at the same time you're like but you also want to be sexy you know and there's this like interesting dichotomy when you walk into something like a pole class where you want to be sexy but then you also feel self-conscious for wanting to be sexy <laughs> at the same time yeah you're like why do I have to like all of these also it's like all women around me yeah and like people that have been doing it for years like no one is gonna care yeah exactly right? it's so normal for us yeah mm-hmm. you know like we, we explore that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. I actually had a, I was teaching an, a, an advanced class this last week and the proportion to guys to girls was actually more guys oh, than wow. girls. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, I was, yeah, it was, I was pleased actually. <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's nice to see guys in the, um, in pole. Totally. Yeah. Um, yes. What's like the difference in like movement and dancing? Are they like mostly tricks and they like can like strength their way through things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's definitely, um, I mean, there is a, there's one person, um, actually, I think they're, they're all slightly different. Like there are three guys and they're all slightly different. Um, one is definitely more strength based mm-hmm. and he will, um, maybe take some shortcuts to getting to a pose mm-hmm. instead of being instead of taking a pose, elongating and like transitioning into uh-huh. a pose. He'll like want to get into the strength pose. Right, right. <laughs> and the other one is has a dance background, so he is like all splits and elongating. Mm-hmm. He's I I just look at him in awe. Mm-hmm to be honest. And, um, and then the other guy, I didn't really know him that well, but it looked like he had a lot of body awareness and he, he's kind of like a blend of both, both guys. Nice. Yeah. Like aware. Um, and yeah, but wasn't like jumping into a pose, like jumping into the strength move right away. Right. Like really exploring it. Yeah. I can just imagine if I was stronger then I'd want to muscle my way into like the fancy tricks, you know? Oh yeah. If I can, if I can hold myself here, I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you say when you have people come into your class that aren't as, that are already feeling a little bit bashful or shy and aren't immediate and aren't comfortable moving their body in that way or seeing themselves in the mirrors or being on the pole? Um, I would probably just, um, concentrate on uh, speaking to them about like uh, maybe more how it feels and not necessarily like um, do just feeling what they feel or doing what they feel is like comfortable Mm -hmm. and then um, maybe maybe working on more like um, just expressing with like adding expression or just making sure that like um like your hands are just like concentrating on other bot parts of the body right yeah 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 do you, do you have people that come in that are nervous or... yeah, yeah 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 especially when uh we have parties yes um and you get a, a like a group of people who one maybe don't, don't know all know each other yeah, right. and then two um are surprised that they're even in a dance class yeah and <laughs> and um and yeah and just like they're shy and so i mean 
you know, I never really force anybody to do anything. Um, I might get them to concentrate on stuff if to, in order to just get them to move. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe think about more, um, like, other moves that are still moving but not concentrate on that mm-hmm. just to get them warmed up, right? Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then see how they feel. Because once people start to move, they kind of, it's just like, getting people to move their bodies yeah right? you know they once they get once they start doing it they they open up a little bit more i find right yeah it's like the the first like hurdle is always the hardest yeah totally yeah, you just got to break the seal mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> when we went that was like not an issue at all everybody oh, no. was like hollering. <laughs> We're in a yeah. damn barn basically yeah. <laughs> yeah we went for my birthday and it was so fun and like three of us were dancers and yeah yeah then there was our other friends who were just like don't give a shit and yeah just like having a good time oh that's great one of them was a burlesque dancer oh yeah Paige is a burlesque dancer yeah 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 and we were all just screaming and yeah yeah it was super rowdy fun. yeah <laughs> it was perfect that's awesome <laughs> yeah um you talked about how your your boyfriend was like when you wanted to go into burlesque uh, your boyfriend at the time, yeah. sorry, when you wanted to go into burlesque was uneasy with it because he was a teacher. Do you have, because you work in TV and film, yeah. did you have any issues with, like talking about it in your workplace, like talking about your teaching? Or no, or... no, not at all. I, um, I do have friends who work in film who have different accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make sure that like just the one account is like known to like people. And it also depends on what, um, ca- like what area you work in. Mm-hmm. Right. So my one girlfriend, she works in art department, but she also deals with a lot of like, um, maybe like set deck or like grip and it's like male mm-hmm. predominant. Yes. So it's right. just kind of like, I guess that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah, but yeah. but for me, I mean, uh, like, I I don't care if it's like male or female. Who knows? I'm I'm very open because, um, for the same reasons, just to just put it out there, and also um, to make sure that like I don't know, just I, I want people to understand it and not just see it a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not too concerned about that. And plus, it was funny. I actually got referred to um, work on a show by another woman I was working with because I would take I would take one day off mm-hmm. so I could teach yeah. because the studio was so far and they like were able to fit that into the contract um, so they all knew and the one woman had referred me to another her friend who was working on a show and the other woman who she talked to was um, used to live in Bali oh. and was going to open up a pole studio mm. at the time. And she actually um, made costumes for all a bunch of people that I like wow. recognized, including like one woman who is like renowned now, yeah. like when she wow. used to compete back in the day. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, I mean, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel shy about it. Good. No, yeah. Or any way about it. Do you make yeah. your own clothes for it? Um, no. Barely. I usually buy now. I used to. When I was doing circus, I used to make my costumes uh, for every show, but I just don't have the time now. 
Yeah, so. it's a lot of work. It's like a whole other profession. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watching these, like, burlesque and anybody that has, oh, like, yeah. costumes. Drag. Drag. Oh, it's so much. Wild. Yeah. Like, we're so lucky, I mean, as dancers, that we just kind of get to walk in and be like, put clothes on me. <laughs> if you don't want to put clothes on me, I will dance nude. And we will call it performance art. And we will stick our noses up in the air. And we will look down on all this sex work. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that's like the art world is like, you know? If it's performance art. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> performance art is very different. <laughs> Just for everybody listening, I'm being extremely sarcastic right now. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm interested because yeah. you, in your email, you're talking about you've always been interested in fashion. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and you're working in art departments and... Like, own costume, yeah. Costume, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Costumes now in TV and film. Did that also inform the costumes that you chose or the costumes you made for circus and pole? Is there like a correlation to like enjoying the work and putting it also on your body? Hmm. Maybe we repeat that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does your interest in mm-hmm. fashion and working in costume in TV and film inform the costumes that you choose for performance? Or has oh. it ever? Um... I get inspired by a lot of the things that I see. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the type of costumes I really love working on in uh, in film is like, like I'm not a big, I'm, I, it doesn't interest me. I mean, I'll work in it, but it doesn't interest me to work in a t- on a contemporary show. Mm-hmm. I'd rather work in period, like period yeah, shows. Totally. Um, I do a lot of like uh, FX sort of build stuff. Like I have a background in mascots, oh, which I didn't. I actually think... read that, and I was like, "That's so interesting." <laughs> yeah, I did it for many years, and so um, yeah, I like. It, I didn't realize how much that would transfer into anything in the future. I was like, "Mascots is its own world," and I didn't think that like it would. Yeah, just I thought it was just kind of its own thing, and I went into film, and it's basically how you build all the like superhero costumes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the same techniques, like same sort of build, like skills what and is knowledge. The material under there. Um, it depends. Foam. Yeah. Sometimes, um, but it's a lot. A lot of it is like um, working with. I want to say unconventional, not unconventional materials, but like you're working with um, different casts mm. that are like um, poured and like yeah. Yeah. Um, foam and um, like neoprene, right. which isn't like unconventional, but like just kind of mixing everything together and leather, right. a lot of leather. So so hot. Yeah. And you're like filming in summer. I was just oh, I bet. <sighs> yeah. Paper yeah. mache over a foam, like a body. <laughs> really stiff. Yeah. And they like film all those Marvel movies in like Atlanta in July. You're like, how are they doing this? Oh, like yeah. it's so hot. <laughs> how does that even make sense? Yeah. And they're all in like full like bodysuit onesies and. Yeah. 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 Didn't they put, fa- they put fans in them now too, right? I don't, I don't know for like, it depends on how big you are. Like, I mean, it, like how big the costume is because. Uh, with mascots, we definitely had fans in the mm-hmm. heads, um, just like uh, pulling out uh, the heat, um, but not not so much. I haven't come across a lot of fans in. You have like cooling, I think cooling oh, okay. vests maybe, or yeah, cooling things to keep you cool, but not necessarily right. a fan. 
I listened to this thing. Um, I'm like a Marvel geek a little bit, but I listened to this interview with Tom Holland, who's like Spider-Man. And they were talking about how he's filming the new one and like how the suit is so hot. Mm-hmm. And I guess when they filmed the la- the latest one, they were like, yeah, we're definitely going to put a fan in it. Like he like made sure it was in his contract. And he was like, <laughs> the fan worked on like the first day, broke down, never worked again. <laughs> like if Marvel can't even figure it out, like what the hope the yeah. rest of us yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Doesn't make sense. You have to, especially if it's just a normal size, like, superhero yeah um you need to find a space to put it in right so yeah yeah and he's probably doing a lot of action moving a lot of moving parts whereas in like a mascot head it's like the mascot head doesn't move right it's not like it's almost bobbing around yeah just like bobbing around right (laughs) um yeah so it's just it's pretty fixed yeah yeah why do you think you like um more like kosh like period or um effects compared to dressing for the present tense. Uh, oh, um, I just, I love the creativity behind it and just, it's a lot of problem solving. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just, I, I used to, when I was designing clothes in, in school, I yeah. all the stuff that I would make would be like a little bit more on um, the costumey side, like mm. more like theatrical. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that's just my preference. Right. Yeah. And, uh, like, I love all that kind of, like, um, dystopian sort of stuff, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I had worked on a, another show. Um, well, it's, it's out now. So I, I worked on C. Okay. So I was able to, um, a lot of that was, like, really crafty right. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, more artisanal yeah. um, sort of work. So, yeah. How did you, you said you switched, like, kind of did a career yeah. switch. Yeah. You went from what was your what was your what did you switch from? So I had worked in um, costumes and then vintage. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was working in vintage for several years. Um, like buying vintage clothes and selling them to. Yeah. So I worked for a company um, that had stores in uh, in England. Mm-hmm. And Sweden, and but it's a Canadian company, and so um, we would purchase, just like travel and purchase clothing for the stores. Wow. Yeah, and um, they were launching their online, their e-commerce, and uh, because vintage is really tricky, and we, we had a specific grade of clothing we were picking, right. uh, because I'd worked with them for so long, I was very familiar, they wanted somebody who was familiar with the product. Right. Um, to run the back-end production for their e-commerce. So, like, everything from, like, just, like, taking in the shipping, but also, like, the photography, styling, mm-hmm. like, overseeing that and overseeing, like, all the, the uploads, like, just, like, um, onto, like, the site and, mm-hmm. yeah, just managing that. So that kind of, that in itself took me into, like, the world of digital because mm-hmm. um, I'd always just been a producer or, like, buying and very hands-on. Right. So, yeah, it was kind of, it was a weird, it was a weird time for me. Yeah. 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 So I'd gone into digital marketing. Yeah. When you say it was a weird time, were you feeling, what were you feeling? Um, so the company I was working with, um, they had a start up the e-commerce in Canada, mm-hmm. but then um, obviously, we have offices in uh, England, and then we we also had offices in India. 
and we would train. We sometimes sometimes we would travel to go there and train mm-hmm. them, or we just tra- we would train them online. Um, and so we kind of felt like they were like pushing us, like pushing all the work towards being um, uh, overseas. Mm. And mm. so we already got the feeling that they were kind of like because the the office in Toronto was um, it was just us. And then the the main office was in Ottawa, okay. so um, we just kind of we kind of felt like we were like our needs were, were being abandoned. Yeah, and they yeah. were and like they were slowly weaning. Like they had done like a a big um, fire layoff, right. and so and then there was only a few of us left. And then it was like it was a weird time. And then it was like the work wasn't very like we were just auditing people's work, mm. right? Like it wasn't very interesting. Yeah, right? it wasn't very interesting. Like very like. To be honest, I was like all of us were. It was so disinteresting. Just to keep us up, we would have um, a television show playing on the other side of our auditing. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I think I got through a lot of yeah. I got through some seasons. Right, <laughs> different shows. <laughs> you were the most up to date TV yeah. than you've ever been. <laughs> I think I was watching um, Nip and Tuck at the time. Oh yeah! Oh my god. <laughs> Like, that's just like a telling of what year it was. Yeah. Like, no. I know. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh. And so, um, and also my dad at the time, um, he was, uh, he had cancer. So yeah. it, he had like, he went into remission, but then around the time I'd quit that job, he had a like, uh, kind of his like final, mm. like something happened and it was like, he was in the hospital and we knew things were going to end. So right. mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I left and at the same time was in school for digital marketing and then yeah, just kind of weaned out of that because I also thought like, I kind of felt like, I guess it was the environment I was in. I felt like fashion was like really shallow, right. kind of having like an, an existential crisis. Like, like what am I doing? Right. Yeah, like I mean, in the, like five years you know, ago, it was like that. It's like, it's grown. Fashion has grown so much to not being as shallow as it has been. I think the industry is probably just as shallow as we always knew it to be, but it, it's opening up its doors, I feel. Yeah. Like it's, deve- it's, why can't I think of the word? It's growing, it's developing. Expanding. Right? There's like less an emphasis on fast fashion. Yeah. yeah. More on like sustainable clothing yeah. and sustainable local. practices, yeah. local um, supporting, if you are having outsourcing your materials, that you're supporting factories that yeah. support a living wage exactly. and safe working just, conditions. There's so much more going into the back end these days that people are concerned about and look for when they shop for clothes, yeah. which has changed a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Change people's uh, shopping habits. Totally. Also, That's just like for sure. creating clothing for people of different bodies, right? Yeah, the totally. Yeah. yeah. Different, like everything, you know? Yeah. Um, you've been doing pole. Mm-hmm in nightclubs mm-hmm. now like you've been hired like contracted out um how has that been is that new since since covid or is that something you were no. doing before covid no actually when so when i started teaching at uv um they had just opened up rebel yes and so nice. um <laughs> My my boss used to go go dance for the woman who um, hires 
for Rebel, yeah. um, like the talent there. And so um, she, they had installed, and this wasn't even, um, it wasn't like they thought they were going to have pole dancers there. They just had these poles installed up, up at the front. Like fixed ones? Just fixed ones. Like they yeah. were built into a platform, and they're not really, like they're not our standard like chrome, brass, or right. like stainless steel. It's like a powder-coated pole interesting which yeah you can't do certain things on it like you can't do drops on it because you'll like scrape it, uh not scrape it's like it's it, it's since it's powder coated it'll like burn you oh ouch. yeah so you can't do any like like drops in it or anything yeah. like that um but they just had these poles in there like you know like some bars would have poles and like yeah patrons can go up there and like dance and yeah. stuff <laughs> right but they didn't think that they'd have pole pole dancers and so she got given the idea by another dancer who was who uh, teaching pole um, to hire pole dancers yeah, and not just go-go dancers mm-hmm. at the time because that's what mainly what she was hiring. And so she was like, yeah, sure. And so she asked my boss uh, because she owned a pole studio to, you know, just yeah. put out the word. And so she emailed a bunch of us instructors and I think I was like the only one who went who like decided I was like, oh yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, because imagine it was like two hundred bucks a night. Yeah, or like something like it was that. like random. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just like yeah, sure, why not? And I'd never performed like really like in pole. Yeah. For like in that uh, in that respect, so yeah, yeah. I was like yeah, sure, why not? And then that actually was the catalyst for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, because I had been doing that since I think like the end of two thousand seventeen. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was so a while. while. Yeah. So yeah, so I've been with them. Wow. Like, been dancing with them for a while. And she, yeah, it's great. It's like a family, honestly. I, I usually just go, I go there. I love pole dancing and I love performing. And it's it's really just a time for me to, like, play around. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like I have to choreograph something. I just, right. I go out there and I, maybe I learned a new trick. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try it, you know. It's, like, <laughs> kind of a fun way to just play. Right. But it's also, like, because I've been there for so long and it's been the same, like, roster of girls. Yeah. For a while, like obviously we have like new faces and stuff, but it's it's just kind of like hanging out with my friends and oh, getting paid yeah. for it. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Win win. So nice. Yeah. What was the what was it a catalyst for? You said it was the jumping off point for a lot for performing. Yeah. Yeah, because it um it just gave me it it gave me more opportunities or opened up more doors mm-hmm. to perform in other like other aspects, other like places. In, in other ways. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because then, um, yeah, I would, uh, there's like other venues that I would perform at um, within the city. So, but like it was kind of, it started from that. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of um, one of the girls who I used to pole dance with um, there, she opened up her company and then would hire people she yeah. knew. Could Those do stuff. long hours though, like late. Like, are you going right till two and three in the morning? No, they're they're really fast. Oh, okay. fast and furious. Like quick yeah. sets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not really quick sets, but oh. like a back, almost back to back. Right. Got yeah. It. So like, um, we basically get in there. I get, I get ready at home because we end up being in like this tiny room, and I hate getting ready at the the venue. So we get home, get ready at. I get ready at home. Go there. For about like 11, 11.30, our first set is at 12. Um, we dance. The sets are a little bit longer here, so they're like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off for three mm-hmm. sets and out. Nice. I'm out before like two hours. Done before like two. Yeah, yeah. And out by like whatever, 2.15. Right. Yeah. 
Are you drinking a lot while you're doing it? No, not at all. No, not at all. I was just, no. I would be. That's not why I was asking. <laughs> no, I, I like, um, yeah, it's just so like fast, like get a, and like it's you're like tiring it, too. Yeah. So like I just get off of my set and like usually in between sets, like we're in the back, like, or somewhere in the club taking photos yeah. of each other just for like social media. Right. <laughs> of and then like, and also just stopping sweating. Right. Because yeah. I'm drenched. By the time I get off. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like tired. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that 20 minutes, like by the time you get to this change room, maybe take a, like dab your face, catch your breath, take a few photos. It's like next set. Is it weird being in the environment, like in that club environment? Like I haven't been to a club, like a club that oh, yeah. in Toronto, but like the last time I was at a club was probably when I was in Vegas, like two <laughs> years ago, three years ago. So is it, is it strange being in that, like, club environment, or are you... Performing in general, or just, like... In general, yeah. Um, no, not really. It depends on, like, the crowd, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, some are really appreciative. Like, here it's weird because people come onto your stage after you get off, mm. so it's seen as, like, public domain. Right. Mm. So it's, like, sometimes you just get people, in, and it's dumb because it's like a little bit dangerous because we'll be up there and we don't like, I don't see what's going on underneath me and people will come up onto the stage and try to cross even because they're trying to like avoid traffic, like people traffic. And so they'll like get up on the stage and they don't know when I'm going to come down, but they could end up with like a a heel in the face. Yeah. Like easily. Like (laughs) I picked, to be honest, it's their own fault at that point. Yeah. 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 Basically. Like I've, I've definitely kicked people. Yeah. Um, and like the polls never in a, like, uh, they used to have a poll at a, a club called Lavelle. Yeah. Um, on King street. And that one was on the ground. Yeah. And so I remember just sitting up on the pole and doing like a layback (laughs) <laughs> and I, I head-butted somebody <gasps> behind me, but it, it's, like, it's unavoidable, yeah. so. And if you get injured yeah. in those, like, you don't really, it's not like you have health, and like, it's not like the club's, co- you're, no. you're contracted have, for them. Yeah, we have insurance, so, yeah. You have insurance personally, yeah, yeah. or the club is? Oh, we do. Yes. Yeah, 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 we have insurance with, like, our school, but, like, when it's, like, club work or any kind of work outside of it. It helps for your, like, take care of your body if you injured it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm also... Now, uh, it, it, it helps that I'm working where I work now because um, I'm part of the union now. Okay. I'm a member, so... Um, Wait, there's a union for... Film. Oh, for film. Yeah. Okay, I was like, yeah. there's a, po- there's a yeah. union for a union pole dancers <laughs> and not a union for dancers? There's, so <laughs> there's a union for pole dancers, but not for... I was like, pardon moi. <laughs> <sighs> no, I was confused. But for TV and film, that makes sense. Yeah, so you're part of the union for that, which is good. Yeah, so I'm 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 lucky in a way that like that I have coverage there, but yeah, a lot of people don't if they're just performing. Yeah, yeah, for a living. Is it an insensitive question to ask how many people that take pole classes or teach pole classes also work at strip clubs? Is that a weird question? No. Okay. Not at all. Um, so how you're asking if how many people? Work? Yeah, I would just like yeah. wonder like what's the crossover between like the teaching and the studio environment mm-hmm. versus like the club environment, like strip club environment. Um, yeah, there, we have a few teachers um, who have worked in clubs, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a it's not a big ratio. Like it's not a large proportion of right. people. Yeah, a lot of it's just people who 
I don't know, love we it. just teach and love it. Yeah, cool. we've taken it for years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't find a lot of crossover. I guess also like, I mean, if you're dancing, you probably make more money. Yes, dancing. So it's yes. a, it's like like working in that like industry. If you're used to making a certain amount of money, maybe it's not. Maybe they'll do workshops. Like I've seen a lot of workshops. Oh, oh cool. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they have like their specialty, and it's like yeah, yeah, like they teach lap dance or like some sort of movement. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. some sort of stylistic. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're involved in many different facets through like TV and film through mm-hmm. pole. Do you find that it keeps everything a little like you don't you're never bored obviously I would know <laughs> things but do you find it overwhelming at times to be in different in many different worlds working on art in many different facets um, I do at times but um, it's also I also get bored mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I also okay, get bored yeah. I also get bored. Just doing, not just doing one thing. Mm. So um, I've just made it work in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also just like a, I mean, organizational thing. I'm just trying to manage it that way and just being better at that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, def- there's definitely times when I've booked a bunch of stuff and then I'm the week comes and I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Right. <laughs> Am yeah. I going to make it? And I'm just like... I look ahead, I'm like, okay, I just have to, like, get through this week and, like, just take it day by day. And other things just drop off, you yeah. know? Like, maybe more, a lot of my personal life tends to just drop off, mm. you know? And I, I'm lucky I have, like, me and my partner are very much the same. We're always busy with stuff, so, like, we don't, we don't, uh, we're not really needy of each other, mm. I guess, right. in that way. Like, mm-hmm. we just understand yeah. that when we, we have to, like, do stuff, it's... Do they also work in a similar industry? Uh, he works in, uh, he does tattoos. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah he's Very a tattoo cool. artist. So Very much like the gig life, working different yeah. hours, work yeah. comes and goes. Well, he, yeah, he's he tries to stay pretty, like, regular. Um, he likes he likes routine. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, his, even though his thing, his situation right now is more by appointment only, he also has, like, he works in two different shops. Okay. So one is like a set amount of hours and then, but that's only a couple times a week or a couple times a month. And then the other one is like by appointment only, but it's always within a certain mm-hmm. like time Got frame. Wow. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. 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 Is being an artist fucking killing you? Not yet. Not yet. No. And every time it doesn't, <laughs> every time it doesn't kill me, I'm like, okay, I could, I could do, I could do this. I can continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, If people are wanting to find you, where do they find you? Or take classes or book you? Um, You can find me on Instagram at Tata Gabor. And I teach at Ultraviolet Pole Fitness. Um, I do privates as well. So, awesome. Thank you so much. If you liked today's episode, go check us out at GalPalFraud. Send us a comment. Sorry, (laughs) leave us a review. Rate us five stars. Give us all the thumbs up. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. (laughs) Thank you.